How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're going to start slow, but we're always, always going to finish fast. No matter what the score was, we're going to finish hard. We're going to finish fast. It's Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us. We weren't defeated, but they had us. With just one hour until kickoff. Regardless of the scoreboard, you're going to be successful because you put in all the time, all the effort, all the hard work, and you're going to go out with this win. Joe has you covered like an all-pro safety. Steps up. Throws. Rashad is tackling topics like a blitzing linebacker. Pressure drops. Parsons came flying through. Football Sunday on the Odyssey app. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. And 1080 The Fan. Good morning. We got Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Rashad Taylor across the wall for me. Joe Fisher here. I am juiced, Rashad. I don't know. I I don't know, man. It is October. We got football. I probably drank my caffeine very, very quickly this morning. So I am just wired. I could run through a wall right now. If I get a football coach speech here, man, I am. I don't know what I'm going to do. This office is not going to look brand new when I'm done with it. You know what, man? If you live in the Northwest right now, unless you're a Mariners fan, although you still should still feel really good. But if you live in Northwest right now and you're a college football fan, you should feel real good, especially if you're from Oregon, uh, about how, how your weekend has gone thus far. Just saying. Lots of reasons to be happy. Lots of reasons to be juiced. Both programs, super juiced. Of course, there's a basketball team here to start their season. <laughs> Maybe tied for first place in the Western Conference. Who knows? <laughs> Might go eighty two and zero. Yeah, it's probably I don't know. going eighty two and zero. We we know it's happened. Eighty more of these W's. But man, last night was an awesome night to be an Oregon football fan for sure. And I don't mean or just Oregon Ducks, but I mean if you're a fan of the state of Oregon and football, last night was an awesome night. Things are on the come up, baby. I just I don't even know where to begin. Um, you know what? I do. We can get to the games and the performances and the strategies and the outcomes and all that, but Rashad, let's not bury the lead. You and I were both down at Autzen for the Ducks game yesterday. We were in the building. Yes, we were. And boy, I am sure glad that the Ducks fulfilled their end of the bargain and got that W yesterday because the whole experience from beginning to end for me and my dad, who I brought down to the game. Joe Classic, I love him. <laughs> going uh, to uh, game day for like an hour. We also walked into the School of Journalism like after hours. The doors were open, infiltrated the campus a little bit. And then going to the game, tailgating. I mean, there were so many things about yesterday that were great that led up to the game. And then again, the Ducks, they, they did what they had to do to make that day just one of the best days ever. Absolutely. So I got a chance to take my uh, 15-year-old sister uh, to, 
to the game. Who looked like she had a good time? She had a good time. You know, she's a teenager, <laughs> so nothing is cool. You know, so when I'm excited, she's like, yeah, why are you so excited? Yeah, That's, you can't no. be, I get it, you can't be over the top. No, just, and there's nothing more over the top than attending. So there's huh? nothing more over the top than attending a sporting event for your for your team. <laughs> I mean, true. seriously, like you're, you're you times 10, you know, at those games. And so, uh, but it, it was more of an opportunity to take her to a college campus and, and let her see what, what these type of campuses look like, you know, on a big game day, you know, something like this. Now, she also, she likes UCLA. That's a school that she's been looking at and hopefully wants to apply to. But I was like, man, you should just go to come down to Eugene with me. Come see the game. Come see the atmosphere. Talk to some freshmen that are on campus and see how you like going to school here and stuff. So I think she had a pretty good time. Then I got a, got a chance to bring my guy with me as well, my man, uh, one of our P1s, Chris in Portland, you know what I'm saying, came came with us. And, man, just just enjoyed the day. And then – Got to sit right next to my guy, Joe Fish, right next to him. So whole game, you know, we're going over strategy. We're talking about everything and didn't didn't get one bit of rain. And that was the part that was like, man, there we go. Thank you, God. We got the seats that were like in the perfect spot that was on like the west side of the stadium that uh, has the awning cover it. And there was that one moment where it started to rain and literally three rows ahead of us and like – Five people to the right, they were all getting rained on, but we were fine. We were perfect. We were perfect. <laughs> we couldn't have asked for a better seat. And it, and the rain, I mean, let's talk about that weather yesterday. I'm telling you, before the game, the tailgate, me and my pops were sitting there waiting. The rain would, you know, turn on for two minutes, go off for half hour. Crank up for another five minutes, go off for 45 minutes. It got to game time. You just didn't know what was going to happen. Really, all that happened was just that little spurt of rain for like five minutes i think in the first or second quarter or whatever it was the first half and we were good yeah it was, like, it was a gorgeous day it was like forrest gump said god turned off the rain and that's exactly <laughs> what happened for the game and it was perfect perfect weather for for a football game like and honestly like we're we're in that point in october to where we were all expecting this is going to be a cold you you had a raincoat like, I was wearing this huge, like... Bro, I unpacked coat, my backpack know? today, and there was so many different, like, pieces of clothing I did not have to utilize yesterday. Yeah. I was so happy. <laughs> we had an... I bought my sister an, an umbrella. Like, she had gloves just in case she has to hold it. Like, and didn't need any of that. I was kind of sweaty in that, in that big-ass coat. And so, um, it, it was just the perfect, perfect night. Now, I don't... Oregon State, maybe not as much, you know, for... For them as they kind of caught the tail end of of that weather and it was you know may have been kind of annoying at night but uh man during at 12 30 in the afternoon i'll tell you joe it, it didn't get much better than that so what an environment what a what a what a game for oregon and um man i'm, I'm glad i got a chance to go there so good look cools <laughs> yeah right thank you uh sales manager ryan cooley yeah, always man. uh Too taking cooley, care of his man. uh on-air personalities for sure um what uh, you definitely looked to uh, looked like yesterday in your uh, big long jacket mm-hmm. is uh, the phrase of the day yesterday: "Fresh to death." Oh well, you know, <laughs> you know, you should know, Joe. I'm not going to go anywhere and not look, you know, not be dapper Dan. You Fresh know, that's to what death. I, that's I, what I like to do. I need to tell you why that is the phrase of the day yesterday. Because my dad and I, we get to the campus for college game day. We're standing around watching, you know. Watching the production, the festivities, everything happened on campus there, right? And this, uh, there's this older couple, probably my dad's age, 60s, and the gentleman in front of us is standing in, like, the all-bright yellow rain suit, like, traditional rain gear. You know what I'm talking right, about? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it was a good look. It was. It was like, that is just bright yellow, good fit. It wasn't too baggy. He was, you know, dry as hell, you could tell. That's and then some, some college kid walks up to him, and he goes, dude, you look fresh to death right now. Seriously, man. Gave him a dap and walked away. Yeah. His wife leans over and she goes, did he say fresh to death? Yeah. And is gonna, I, is he going to kill you? No. Yeah. See <laughs> what? Well, did he make fun of you? Yeah. And so I had to lean over and I was like, it means he really liked your jacket and your apparel and everything. Like I had to translate college student to older baby boomer. No, there basically. you go. And uh, apparently it was parents night. So there was a lot of olds. Oh, in the was. building. It was a whole lot of old. <laughs> I didn't know this, but we were standing in line as we were waiting to get in. And I looked around. I was like, man, some of these students are much older than I remember. And they were like, oh, no, it's parents weekend. I was like, it's homecoming weekend. I was like, oh, and it's Oregon homecomings. Like, yeah, seriously, like if you're, if you're a student there, I then, felt like I saw a lot of olds yesterday. Yeah, There was a whole there was a there was a bunch of olds. And I'm like, the I'm, olds to student uh, co-ed ratio. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was it was pretty. Uh, 
um, it was apparent that there were lots of parents <laughs> somewhere around there. But, man, I, it was just an awesome, awesome environment. Like, you don't get a whole lot of college game days, you know, here. And what, every every few years, Joe? I like, think the last also, one was uh, 2014. Yeah, so, damn. So, seven years ago, eight years ago was the last time, you know, you've been able to experience anything like that. And so, the, the, the environment was different. And you knew this game meant a whole, whole lot. And uh, everybody, you know, everybody was invested. It was a, a pink out, I suppose, for... Uh, for breast cancer awareness and also for for homecoming, yeah, so that's cool to look over and see that student section, which is always super super live. And uh, yeah, it was it was an awesome game. And then the Ducks end up blowing out the number nine team in the country. Like you don't get any better than that. Yeah, let's not uh, bury the lead too much longer, right? Uh, Oregon Ducks, one of the biggest games in years for Oregon. Um, gosh, I mean, I didn't see anywhere where it was posted, but you know, what's the last? Well, uh, last top 10 matchup they had like this in the Pac-12 at home game day. I mean, there were so many things that lined up to make this game. It might have been Stanford, you know, some years ago with Andrew Luck. I believe so. That might have been it. Maybe the text line can help us out. Good time to plug the text line, 503-250-1080. You can also get to Rashad and I on uh, Twitter, Instagram at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. And then Rashad is at TaylorMade503. Uh, but, yeah, tweet us, text us. Yeah, because I'm curious. I mean, to me, this was the biggest Oregon game in what felt like eight, nine, ten years. I mean, it's, I'm just trying to jog the memory. Maybe that Washington game a few years as well, uh, back uh, when we won that game, um, or the Ducks won that game with the touchdown at the very last second to beat the Huskies. I think that was that overtime game is what it was. Uh, but other than that, man, it's hard to think of a game with this much implications. Chip coming back. I mean, again, there was just so many things that – made this game one of the biggest in Autzen and Ducks history in a very long time. So No, it was it, it was like I said, I keep saying it was it was different. It felt different when you when they talked about it on TV and when once you saw um all the students, all the the alumni, you know, everyone that was in in town for this game, you you felt like it was like the traffic was different. I was sitting there in traffic like usually been going to Duck games like okay, it's not it's oh, bad. I expect it to be bad. We went Not back like to my this. car. I made another round of breakfast sandwiches for my dad and I. After the game, we sat, hung out for a few minutes, and got in the car, and we were still sitting in traffic. Yeah, and I was like traffic an hour minutes. after that. Yeah, so it was you know even on the way out, trying to get back to Portland on the freeway. You know what? People showed up. You that's, know? that's traffic I'll sit through any day. Oh, man, hey, you know, and I think people showed up because they knew that this game could potentially be special for Oregon. And it, this, this, could, this could be a season-changing game. Now, let's, you know, knock on wood and, and hope that this is, you know, just provides more confidence for the Ducks knowing that they can beat anybody on any given day and having beat this really good team with, a, with Utah coming up on their schedule and an Oregon State team that we'll talk about later. Like, you know, there's, it's, it's an uphill battle for the Ducks. But after you win this game, I don't think there's any way you don't have supreme confidence that you can finish and kind of run the gamut. Took the word out of my mouth. Confidence. It's sky high right now for the Ducks. It's sky high for the Beavers. It's sky high for the Blazers who are 2-0. Like I said, there is so much to get to on this football Sunday. Uh, but, yeah, let's break into that Ducks game a little bit more, shall we? There was a lot of things that went right for the Ducks. Um, and pff, want to talk about being aggressive. How about that onside Be kick? Aggressive. <laughs> oh, there's some great things that we saw from the Ducks yesterday as they are now 6-1 and one after the victory over UCLA, 45-30. to 30. We will get into that more next on Football Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. That's right. Football Sunday. Odyssey. 1080 the fan. I love seeing a marker shot in that uh, in that video for shout. That's all oh, that uh, yeah. Point of information, bro. That's actually how I got my name. Ahmad Rashad. Yes, man. Bobby Moore. Uh, so my grandmother used to think that he was just the finest man on earth, you know. <laughs> and so uh, when I was born, uh, she she suggested Ahmad. My mom was like, ew, no, why? <laughs> that's really what she told me she <laughs> said. I was like, really? Ew, that's a, that's a cool name. I like it. I don't mind. And then she said, well, what about Rashad? And I was like, well, there it is. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Bobby Moore. And I know Oregon fans, when you're up big – Going into the fourth quarter, you're a big fan of shout. And that's one of those things that just you can't help but to move your body a little bit when that song comes on. You know, it's even if you don't want to, but you know, it's a little different. Rings a little different when your team is down, but didn't matter for the Ducks and, and Bo Nix, who, man, put some respect on my man Bo's name. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh yeah, I wanna try and find some uh audio here from one Dan Lanning from the game yesterday. I believe I saw it scrolling to him. But yes, I mean that that shout when it's uh going into the fourth quarter can go obviously one of two ways if they're winning or losing, but I prefer yesterday when you can enjoy it. And you know what I love about Dan Lanning now is he Everything. Based, <laughs> yeah, a lot of things at, at this point. <laughs> but no, during uh shout, he's basically told the players like I don't care what's happening in the game. I don't care who we're playing. Eastern Washington, if it's UCLA, we're up by 15. We're up by 30. You guys aren't dancing. All right, this is something basically essentially for the crowd to enjoy, right? Like, they are there to have fun and enjoy what we are doing right now, and that's what they're going to do. You guys, on the other hand, are going to focus on what the task is at hand, and that's winning this game. I mean, and that's that's what a great leader is supposed to say. Yep, got him locked in. However... When you're up big like that in the third quarter and shout comes on, I looked over to the player sideline and there was a couple of them that were definitely moving because they knew what they, <laughs> they knew were what they were doing. Like, and that's the thing. I think and I think that's fine, you know, and it's all well and good to say things like that. But there's, I don't want to say there's nothing wrong with your team uh, celebrate because the game isn't over. The game isn't over at all. But there's nothing wrong with being excited about you know what I'm saying, where you are and the fact that you guys are competing so well. And it's, again, when you hear the song, it's hard not to be <laughs> moved by it. Now, there are yeah. some guys that are just locked in. Oh, yeah. Not thinking about that at all. Man, screw that song. Like, let's get back on the field and let's do this some more. There's guys that are absolutely like that. Those guys are going to make it. Yep. <laughs> they're going to do something with their lives, you know. Uh, but, you know, there are some other guys that are, man, they're having fun and honestly may not be playing in the game. So they got to work up a sweat somehow. I think that's how some of them are probably thinking. <laughs> Hype the crowd up, that. dance on the sideline. A little yeah, bit, right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's it was it's it's great to hear your 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 head coach kind of say like we're we're and also you're not in the business of trying to embarrass teams. That's not what you're trying to do. And you know, the certain teams use that as as chalkboard materials. Like remember when they were dancing on us in the third quarter right. for the game? Yeah. Now it's payback time type thing. So it's important to make sure you respect your opponents. And so I totally understand what the coach is saying, but I also understand. As a young player, it's hard not to be excited in that moment. Most definitely. Most definitely. But as you mentioned, Dan Lanning, he's, uh, he's got this team on the right track. And I, I got some audio here that I want to play 
from Coach Lanning because, you know, we can speak to this team, but I think that uh, hearing it from the coach's uh, words is going to speak a lot more than what we can say, Rashad. So this is uh, Dan Lanning on not making the moment too big. You know, that's credit to our players. It's credit to our players not making a moment too big. Um, They knew we had to go out there and execute and play the game, and I think everything just kind of fell in place. When when offense was on uh, point, you know, our defensive players were coming up and saying, hey, great job, keep it going, nice job of working the clock. When the defense was getting stops or holding them to field goals, our offense was encouraging them. So we, it was a complete team performance. That's what we like to hear, team performance. And not only was it great on offense and defense, but how about special teams as yeah, well? Yeah, something we knew uh, that we wouldn't be able to take advantage of if we saw a certain look, and uh, we wanted to do it after we scored. So it, it fit, and uh, it looked like there was some weather coming in, so it definitely made sense in that moment before the weather got there. Uh, that's him talking about the onside kick that after the Ducks went up 17-10, Rashad, they uh, onside kick in the middle of the second quarter, they converted. It was one of those uh, up-the-middle dribblers, and I was reading an article this morning that they were actually practicing that all week. They saw the look. They saw the UCLA's kick return team and saw basically that gap, that opportunity, and had been practicing it this week, Rashad. And then they told the media basically to shut up and don't say anything about what we're doing at practice. And if you do and it gets out, none of you are coming to practice anymore <laughs> to watch practice. Yeah. He said that to the media. Straight up. And so sure enough, it um, they did it yesterday. And before that quote about the onside kick, he said, I told you that if you said anything, you wouldn't be allowed back at practice. And you didn't. So he they convert that onside kick that, again, and when you when you take all that away, that comes down to coaching. That's looking at the film, looking at any opportunity you get or can get in the game, not on offense, not on defense, but on special teams even. And really, that was the catalyst that changed this game. Totally took the wind out of their sail, UCLA. Added even more momentum to the Ducks in that stadium. And my dad, he was right next to me. He's like, you got to get points now. Do not let that onside kick go to waste. And they, it was that drive too. It was looking like it was going back and forth. Um, man, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was tied up at that point. Uh, well, that was, uh, no, it was 17, 10 and then they did the onside kick. So, so here's the thing. It was tied up when I left. So I went to go get, uh, get some brews for the group, you know, and I just, let's get some brews for the group. So I leave and then, you know, something's wrong when you hear the crowd go, ah, and I was like, Oh no, what happened? And so, you know, I guess that's when, uh, the first, the first touchdown happened to put the ducks up 17, 10. And then the onside thing happens. It's like, well, do we Damn, miss all that? Like, just on? getting beer. The line was really long. But, you know, and, and, and I think that's a, you know, this isn't that old school, not old school, but I guess it's old school now, that, you know, um, kind of spread offense Oregon team that we're used to that's scoring every, you know, every three or four minutes, you know, up the, up the field. Um, this team is a little more methodical sometimes, but this was a game where I stepped away for, you know, maybe eight, nine minutes, and they had scored twice. No, legitimately. I came back and was like, oh, what happened? Like, they're up. You know, you can kind of see the game out there as you're waiting, but <laughs> the, you, the TVs aren't as big there, But which I don't know. It's probably probably be improved, but, you know, whatever, no problem. You got that big-ass video board there over one side of the stadium. Throw them all over the stadium. Yeah, just, just maybe just in one, the mon- in the, you know, in the middle. But, yeah, but yeah man, I, like, it, that's how fast that game changed. Not just for Oregon, but for UCLA. No, I mean. Because for a minute, they thought, I think they thought that, okay, we got this. It's a tie game. It's 10 up. Oregon scores. Okay, we're going to come back and score. Oh, oh crap. They got the ball again, and they scored again. Okay. Like, it went from bad to worse, like, in a couple of seconds for UCLA. Well, yeah, you want to talk about, like, yeah, escalating quick. So, they go up 17-10 on the 49-yard touchdown bomb to Troy Franklin, which was one of the most fantastic things to watch. And then that happens at the 10:49 mark, Rashad. They then go get the onside kick, and their next touchdown is scored at the 6:34 mark. So you had a long touchdown pass, recovered onside kick, and then another touchdown drive, all within basically five minutes of gameplay. Yeah, so, so it's it easy definitely to miss those things. It, get, trying to get hot dogs. <laughs> I feel like I owe you six beers after that. Man, it's all good because you know what? They end up with the with the dub, and you know I gotta. You know, Zach, is it uh, Carbonet? Uh, Carbonet? Oh, Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet. I like it. Charbonnet. French. Charbonnet, yeah, man, 151 yards on the ground uh, and off only on 20 carries. Like, he was, he did his thing for UCLA. Oh, yeah. And D- Dorian Thomas Robinson 
for as much as they lost, but he, he didn't play bad. You know, he had the one pick that he ended up throwing, but I don't think you know, the Ducks got to him either. My dad and I just kept yelling no, the whole game. Just no, sack I don't him think once, I don't think they please. did. I don't think they did. And look how spoiled Duck fans were. Man, we're already winning by thirty. Just sack him one time. Like it's just <laughs> one of those. Like and so he just kept making hey, making hey, plays. Not selfish. You just want to see improvement. <laughs> he he okay. just continued to make plays. But man, just the the Ducks offense made every play when they needed to. Um, uh, uh, what's the our uh, uh, Bucky um, Bucky Irving, Irving Noah, yeah. Noah winning him? Yeah, he was great, man. Troy Franklin, you know, 132 yards through the uh, 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 receiving, and also a couple couple tuds. So, man, you had a team that was just rolling on all cylinders, and they knew that they had to win this game. UCLA can lose a game and still, if they you know do well for the rest of the season, potentially still end up in the top ten, right? Like that's how that, that's how this could work for them. They lost to a a top ten team. So they fall out of the they fall down the rankings, but not as far as some other teams, you know, would fall. So they could still have a chance to really make some noise for the rest of the season. Oregon, and, though, if Oregon loses this game, yeah, there's that season. A hope for a playoff, all that stuff is over. You know, they go they go five and two, or it's a wrap for them. Like they're just looking forward to the Civil War at this point as like the measuring stick of your season. And uh, for UCLA, schedule's favorable. Stanford at Arizona State, Arizona versus USC, which will be uh, their toughest game, and then at Cal. Um, but for Oregon, I mean, gosh, there's just so many things about this game to get to, Rashad. This is what kills me about having only two hours because we could wax poetic about Bo Nix for a segment. We could then talk about the Oregon Ducks now maybe relevant playoff chances. I mean, I didn't want to talk about anything until I started hearing some more national people bring it up, and I sure heard it on ESPN last night, Joey Galloway and the ESPN college scoreboard show at night. When they start talking about it, it's like, okay, that's how I know there's some traction on that subject. Well, at bare minimum, they're going to go, they're going to probably drop down to the seventh spot. You know, they're looking like at Oregon is looking at least eight because Ole Miss uh, got crushed this weekend. Um, UCLA obviously being ranked ahead of them. Um, I don't know if uh, one through seven lost yesterday. I got to double check. I know Bama, Tennessee, Clemson, and, Michigan, and, they all rolled. And this is a great thing about the SEC being pretty good this year. Like, they're going to beat up on each other. Like, there's going to yep. be a couple teams in there that's probably going to have one, maybe two losses. And again, this gives an opportunity for the Ducks to kind of squeeze in there because Tennessee being good, uh, you just said Ole Miss, you know, end up losing. Obviously, you have Georgia and Alabama, and Bama's, what, seventh or something like that right now, you know, so. Yeah, you got a bunch of teams that are they don't have a choice but to beat on each other. So if if you're Oregon, Utah is what you're worried about, and those damn Huskies, man, just because it's that's a rivalry game, so it can be weird. So Oregon's schedule down the stretch is going to be a lot of fun. They obviously have Cal next weekend, and um, you know that will be an interesting game, Rashad, because while Cal is not uh, top of the conference, the whole off season conversation about the uh, the Ducks coaching search. And uh, a lot of former players wanting their ma- uh, man of Oregon, basically the uh, former Oregon coach. A lot of former players saying that they wanted to maybe go after Wilcox, someone that has history with the program. And then they go the route with Dan Lanning. Maybe Dan Lanning takes this game a little personal, and he's like, "Okay, you want to see uh, you want to see what your other option here? You wanted to see what this coach was that you wanted so bad? Well, I'll show you who he is." And if I were Dan Lanning. I'm not telling anyone publicly, but I think I'm taking this a little personal. Oh, like, let me show you who you wanted to hire and what we're going to do to If him. you're Dan Lanning, I think you take it all personal. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, <laughs> there was a lot of naysayers when he first got hired. And oh, also – going to work, you know, and you, you lose a coach like Cristobal, and now you got somebody else taking over again. This isn't going to work. There's all these changes of voices. Are, okay. Okay. Watch. And then, you, and then you, you get crushed in your first game by Georgia. So instantly – here come the people saying you're trash and you need a new coach immediately. And then now turn around and he's going to, you know, play one of the, uh, not a bottom feeder in the, in the Pac-12, but just the so-so team thus far in the Pac-12. Great so. defensively. So, you know, they'll always be great defensively. But the one thing that – uh, Rodgers ain't walking through that door. <laughs> no. But the one thing I want, uh, you know, everybody in the nation to take into account once this new top ten gets revealed today is – Chances are, of all the coaches that are uh, in have their team in the top 10, Dan Lanning will be the only coach in there that is a first-year head coach ever. Not just like first year with the team, just first-year head coaching ever. 
and he will have a team in the top 10. That's tip, tip of the cap, man. You're halfway through the season, and you've got your team rolling. Uh, I think you made the right hire, Ducks. I think you got it, uh, did a good job there. Yeah, <laughs> as long as he doesn't get poached by somebody else for the years over, we're good. Hey. Just saying. This I'm, is what happens. Hey, I'm pretty sure he went to, like, southeastern Missouri State, okay? I don't think he's uh, going back to his alum, you know, pulling a Mario on them. I don't know, man. <laughs> so, not, maybe not a Mario, but, you know, who Stop knows it. when these other schools. Stop it. Don't kill the vibes. I'm, we're good. I'm, we're good. We're good. All right. All right, we got uh, – you know what? And I, I said it a few minutes ago, and I do want to spend a segment on it. Let's talk about Bo, man. The guy is playing phenomenal. Um, I mean, what can you say <laughs> that hasn't already been said? But we're going to give it, you know, seven, eight minutes to give Dan Lanning, A, a quote that he had about Bo. And, again, just talk about a season. Five touchdowns today. He's been phenomenal since that Georgia game. Let's talk a little Bo Nix next here on Football Sunday with Shot Taylor, Joe Fisher. But first, Sports Center update. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. I got love for Bo Nix. He is just playing phenomenal right now. Um, if you would have told me at this point in the season what he would be doing, I um, wouldn't have believed you. Plain and simple. Um, Rashad, before we get to you, let's uh, hear what Dan Lanning had to say about his starting quarterback, Bo Nix. I think we got an elite quarterback. I don't think that's a secret. You can watch the way he's playing right now. He's playing really, really well, um, you know, and, and he's a humble kid that does things the right way and is starting to show up on the field for him. He is elite. He's using that word, Rashad, the, the E word. But I have to agree with him, man. Literally since that Georgia game, he has been dialed in. Yes, that first part of the Washington State game didn't go great, obviously the pick six, but then – what did he do, man? He rallied. He knew he had to get the field down the offense and score points, and he did that against Washington State. Defense came up big, obviously, in that one, but he's just been locked in, man, and he looks like he has total control, total confidence, total comfortability out there. It's really impressive to watch, again, especially after what he did in the SEC, which was super tumultuous, up and down. Uh, again, I just, I, I'm in awe watching him every week. I, I, th I think you... You're looking at a quarterback who's matured over his time in uh, in Eugene. Now, mind you, he's somebody that's also played in the SEC at Auburn for the past three seasons, since 2019. So, and this isn't a slight, and we've talked about this before, Joe, and I think a lot of Pac-12 fans might take this as a slight, and I, and I guess I understand why, but he got to Oregon, and I think he looked around and said, oh, this is this is different. Like, you know, there was there was moments to where he had to throw the ball yesterday, and I think you and I were talking, like, take off, go. Up the middle, what are you doing? Like, you know, and I think he's looking and waiting because he's not used to the defensive linemen and the corners not being maybe as fast, maybe as physical. You're talking about SEC, almost everybody on those defenses is going to the NFL. You know, when you talk <laughs> – seriously. Like, Even you, Vanderbilt's Yeah, when you, when you talk about, like, the, <laughs> the Georgias and Alabama and, you know uh, – Ole Miss and, you know, all, all those teams, like they typically have somebody on that defensive end or a few guys on that defensive side that are just monsters and they're coming for your head. And let's just be real. That's that's just not the case, you know, here in the in the Pac-12 like that. Now, you have certain teams that are great, uh, uh, have great team defense, teams like Utah and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't know if, if we have in the Pac-12 like a few guys on defense that are just going to, you tell they're going to be first and second round picks. You know, and it's just I think he's looking around and seeing how much slower the game has gotten. Also, as he's matured, he's understood, and now the game's kind of slowed down for him. And so, so far, the season's not over, but this is the best Bo Nix has ever played. If you look at his stats, he already has more thrown for more touchdowns this year than he has in any any year previously. The season's not even over yet, 
and he's got 17 touchdowns, which is like t- tied for 19th in the country. Only three interceptions. So if people are talking about him making mistakes and stuff like that, he doesn't make very many of them. And last night was, or yesterday was, the best game he's had as an Oregon Duck. Like, he's had a, a five-touchdown game before, and I think that was the Eastern Washington game, and he was just dominant in that game. But against a top-10 team at home, he played his ass off and threw five touchdowns through the air with no interceptions. He was as perfect a quarterback as you could find that day. And then so you look around the rest of the nation, yeah, like it's. It, I think you have to start putting Bo Nix in that conversation of elite quarterbacks. And, you know, you're a – He's a senior now. He's seen it all. At least he, he's seen most of it. So, yeah, I think he's he sh- should be in that category of elite quarterbacks. I, I don't know if there are many I'd really put ahead of him right now. I think there are some that are playing very well, obviously. But I don't think there are many quarterbacks that I would probably put ahead of Bo Nix today. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's a lot of guys all over the country. And, you know, we do somewhat get inundated with the Pac-12 bat, uh, football that we forget guys around the country. I mean, there there are a lot of good quarterbacks out there, man. C.J. Stroud, um, that kid over in Tennessee now, uh, Hendon Hooker. Uh, there's a lot of good players out there, but it seems like Bo Nix has just not taken a step back at all, really, since that Georgia game. Again, maybe you can say about that uh, Washington State game, but that's since the Georgia, that's the only pick he had was in that uh, – first half and he still finished that Washington State game 33 or 44 4 and 28 yards and three touchdowns so he's thrown for 17 touchdowns and one pick since that Georgia game and this is a where you also start to look at the playoff implication because people are always going to pull up that Georgia game right but then you go well look at them now this is where you got to understand where teams are at different points in the season Oregon in late October is not the same Oregon as they were in early September game one. And also remember this, Joe, there's no um, preseason for college. So that little spring game that you play where you're not really trying to hurt each other and you're trying to make sure you go through the motions, like that doesn't get it, you know? And so there is no preseason for these, for these. So that was a preseason game for Oregon, because if you look like that doesn't, that game doesn't matter to them anymore because that's not who they are and how they play anymore. Let me give this one, this uh, Bo Nick stat before we, you know, have to break. I know we're against it. So, um, since two, 2019, uh, his first year as quarterback, he had seven rushing touchdowns on 97 attempts. Second year, seven rushing touchdowns on 108 attempts. Third year, 57 uh, attempts, four touchdowns. So far, he has eight touchdowns on 48 attempts. Efficient. You know, the fact that he's he thrown the ball over 377 times, uh, uh, well, excuse me, 328 times his last year at Auburn and only had 11 touchdowns. He's thrown the ball 214 times this year at Oregon and has 17 touchdowns. Like, the efficiency, and that's what I mean. And a lot of that is the caliber of, of athlete at receiver, you know, that he's been able to have at Oregon and stuff like that. But, hey, Bo Nix has done nothing but improve and uh, to get himself to a point to where – he can be called one of the best in college, and I think he, I think he's earned that. Yeah, man. I mean, you look at his even his completion percentage uh, this year compared to years past. It, Auburn at 59, 59, 61. This year, 71. That is it's massive improvement. <laughs> that is a huge jump. And again, just the the amount of passes of like you said, the pass attempt to like touchdown ratio, the rushing touchdown to rush attempt ratio. It just seems like everything is clicking for this um, Oregon team on the offensive side of the ball. It's just cre- credit to everything. Credit to everything they're doing. But as we said in the show earlier, this schedule is going to be very interesting. And I'm intrigued to see how they finish up because I- I'm keeping the principle in mind, Rashad. The Pac-12, you always get tripped up somewhere. And there's a lot of opportunities down the stretch for the Oregon Ducks to get tripped up. But also, again, when you see how they performed against the de facto best team in the Pac-12 yesterday, it's hard not to feel confident. It's hard not to feel confident that they can run the table and they could be looking at a eleven and one season going into the Pac-12 championship. Yep, and that's where they are right now. But as long as they stay focused and focus on each game as they come, then they'll be fine. Right now, they're on the couch. One and zero. One and zero every week. 
Be one and zero today, one and zero tomorrow, one and zero at practice. Right? That's the mentality. That's the goal. God, I'm turning into my dad every day and day. I, I can t- I can see it now. I can see it. I I remember sitting through the football lectures of him just going off like you gotta just run through those guys and be a violent wrecking machine. And I'm like Jesus, Dad. All right, I get it. Like calm down. And now I'm coaching flag football and watching it, and I I start to have those moments. I'm like, oh my God, what's what's wrong with me? You're I that guy now. Calm down. Calm down. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> You're that guy now. And I think uh, Beavers, uh, they get a week to calm down. They get a bye week, thankfully. And again, Rashad, a few weeks ago, we were saying if they get to this point and they are 6-2 and two going into the bye week, things are looking real good in Corvallis. And guess what? They're 6-2 and two going into the bye week. Let's talk some Beavers next after they get the big win against Colorado last night. Football Sunday, Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher, right here on Sending to the Fan. Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. That's right. Get with it or get lost. I want to go like ultra funk master flex right now and just go off. You know what it is. Joe Fish in the place. Fix your face over here. If you ain't with it, end your life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This type of talk ain't never gonna stop. Okay, funk flex. We get it. Oh my gosh. We get it. Well, hey, I'm sure Beaver fans are feeling like uh, Funk Flex right now because they're hyped. Six and two, beat the living breaks off of uh, Colorado yesterday, 42 to nine down in Corvallis in front of the Rockets, 25,000 uh, capacity stadium. Like, what are you doing here, Colorado? Like, hey, what are you doing here? Hey, let's get, let's seriously, don't, let's, don't, let's rag get on them too much. All let's right, get better. Like, they what, have, what are we doing? They have one of the cooler mascot traditions in college football running in nothing about that buffalo out onto the field. Nothing about that cow. <laughs> <laughs> that are they considered bovine? I don't know. Bovine creatures, buffalo. I don't know, but you do have to admit that is one of the cooler traditions having it. Where do you even find a buffalo? Where do you find them? They're all over, man. They used to traverse these plains for have centuries. Seen, have you seen a buffalo, like, you know, just uh, anywhere, like, as you're in your travels? Uh, not in a long time, no. Okay. But they're, they're like, kind of in the, the closer you go uh, east, like, towards, like, Colorado, and there's some farms out there that, you know. I'm sure there I, are. I think there's some buffalo farms out here. In North. You know what? I want to know if there's buffalo farms out here in somewhere and in the I'll, greater I'll Portland area. I, I will go there. I haven't really explored much of Colorado outside of Denver. Yeah, we did so, a family trip down there uh, to Missouri. We drove the entire way from Oregon to Missouri, and there was like a buffalo farm somewhere along the way. They they, they love the Midwest, the Montanas, the Wyomings, all those plain, the plain areas. That's where they're kind of all doing their thing. They're up in those areas. I'm gotcha. a big uh, buffalo connoisseur, as you can tell. I can tell. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, good for you. Um, but I'm also a beaver connoisseur right now. Oh, aren't we all? Well, you know what? And this is timely because I read a um, – I read this like – quote passage it was it talked about uh, the way of the beaver do you know what that is Rashad have you ever heard this I do not it's basically like a sports analogy it's uh you know the way of the beaver beavers are these super tough industrious animals that can literally change the environments around them if you have enough beavers literally they they destroyed forests in like Argentina because we tried to ship them down there for like fur trapping and they ended up overpopulate again. So these animals, they are so tough that they can change the environments around them working together. Right. And that's what the beavers have taken on that mentality. Jonathan Smith, they are the way of the beaver right now. Like they have the changed the environment down there in Corvallis, literally and figuratively, they're getting a new stadium. They're building a new stadium, but also the vibes down there. Rashad, 6-2 and two going into the bye week. Exactly what we said that they needed to be, essentially, at this point. And, um, boy, as we get closer to the end of the year, man, that, that Ducks-Beavers matchup is just going to be so fun. Man, they, they're playing some amazing football. And Corvallis, uh, we talked earlier about the, the confidence of the Ducks and just knowing that they can beat anybody. I think the same can be said for this Beaver squad. They feel like they can beat anyone and they feel like they can come from behind to do it as well or they can you know get a big lead and never look back and so this is two games in a row where you see the beeves really offensively uh step on the team's neck but defensively um just just amazing you know what i mean as far as uh how they've been able to 
really carry this team and how they've been really um, able to man, I, I, I say to sound cliche, but you know, uh, kind of play for each other and go out there every every game and know that man, I've got my I've got my teammates back. They got mine, and so there's not as many mistakes being made. You know, you can see the the Chance Nolan move. Uh, I think shook some people up at first, but you know, their 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 new trigger man is playing the right way, and he's making sure that they they puts them in position to uh to win. And mind you, he's a freshman, so there's still a lot for him to learn. But when you talk about a six three, two hundred you know twelve two hundred fifteen pound freshman, you know uh, that can still that can sling it and showing you he can win in some pretty big moments, then I think that's a recipe for success. And the best thing you want is a freshman quarterback that you feel like is capable. Because that means for the next couple of years, you're able to really grow and, and build on that. You know, really, uh, if, imagine if Sean Mannion really had some great athletes around him at all times. Like how, how, how great would, would Oregon State have been at this point? And so now Bill Gobranson has an opportunity to really kind of be the face of Oregon State moving forward. You got to love it because so far the, the Cali kid has made it look like he, he belongs. Well, what's nice about uh, being a young quarterback like that is when you can have a, uh, a, a run game that you can lean on. 100%. And a defense as well. Um, just to give, you know, comparison, I mean, it reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys, right? You throw in Cooper Rush, and while he might be limited as far as what he can do with the playbook and his ability, well, d- then don't make him do too much, right? Put the ball in your athlete's hands on jet sweeps, on running between the tackles, getting outside, run the ball. That's what the Beavers did yesterday. I think they had over 270, obviously. Damian Martinez had a career. <laughs> Martinez getting a lot of that. Had a but, career game yesterday. Like, and then, this was a game, a game-changing you know, opportunity for him. For sure. And then just to follow up on defense, put um, holding Colorado to nine points the week after you hold Washington State to 10. And then uh, Stanford, outside of that Stanford game, um, the defense, again, it's, it's like, you, they've been amazing and improved just about every week. You looked great against USC. You know, Utah's kind of that outlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, it seems like every week this defense is getting getting better. They're getting to it. And, again, 19 points they've given up over the last two weeks. Against Washington State, uh, you know, Colorado, say what you will, their offense is literally one of the worst in the nation. But um, th- this is what you want to do to teams that you know sh- know you should beat, right? Uh, Colorado, you knew that you were the better team there. You go out and prove it 42 to 9. And now this sets up a very interesting matchup with Washington because Washington is also 6 and 2. They are also 3 and 2 in conference play, Rashad. So this game in 2 weeks up in Seattle, 7:30 kickoff on a Friday night. That is a huge matchup for the Beavers. No, this is this is one of those uh kind of season-defining games for them will we'll be against UW next week. Uh, you know it's going to be rainy and wet up there. It's going to be cold. You already know it's going to be, you know, going crazy at the doghouse. So it's, it's, it's going to be a tough environment for you. And this is going to be one of those tests to see um, if maybe you've gotten, you know, the, the chips fell for you the right way in these past few games, or are you really legit? And I think Washington is a, is a great measuring stick to be able to figure out exactly where you stand in the Pac-12. We still think Washington, well, they, they've been struggling, but we know, they're, we know they're good, right? Like, they've been struggling a little bit, had a couple hiccups here and there, but we still feel like they could be a, a potential problem in the Pac-12. Um, we know Oregon State can be a problem in the Pac-12, but do, do they know it all the way? And this is going to be a great, uh, a great test of if they, if they really are who we think they are. What makes me nervous about that matchup is uh, if you look at last year, Oregon State beat Washington 27-24, last-second field goal to win that game. (laughs) One, I'm looking at the stats from last year. Chance Nolan in that game, by the way. What a performance. 7-15, 48 yards and a pick. Um, I think it was a pretty wet one up there um, in Corvallis, or down there, rather. But anyways, they played a Washington team last year that they essentially barely beat that Fired their head coach, was one of the worst years in program history. Their offense was inept. It was not good. Now you're playing a team that has a much better head coach, a quarterback who leads the country in passing yards and is one of the best in the conference in the country, and Michael Penix Jr. This is a very different Husky team from last year, and if you want to talk about a test for this defense, this is it right here, man. As you said, a lot of, a lot of things are on the line in this game. Uh, coming up again on November 4th, 
Beavs get the bye, and then we'll see them on a Pac-12 after dark on a Friday night. I love those games. Uh, I'm not crazy about them. I love them. Not crazy about them. I'm not but, crazy about them know. on Saturdays, but I'll take a Friday night one, right? Just yeah. throws it into the mix, you know, changes things up. Yeah, I, you know, I think I'm just, I'm very seldom home on Friday nights. Or, or, yeah, I know. I'm pretty, pretty big deal, Joe. Look at, so, look at you. Yeah, I'm very seldom at the house. <laughs> and so, town, if I, and I, tell, I can tell you this if I am going to stay home on Friday night, college football is probably not on TV. Well, and I, I hear what you're saying. It's like, give me my Friday nights. You guys get me football. You get me all day Saturday and Sunday, basically. Just yeah. give me my Friday night. Yeah, least, Friday nights you? are one of those things. And then, you know, <laughs> we, we used to do high school football. And so I know sometimes you'd be in the studio, you know, doing that. So that used to kind of dominate Friday night. And then afterwards, I'd be out somewhere, again, not in front of the TV, watching Pac-12 after dark. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I'm saying it. I'm saying it's pretty fun. All right. I did, when you're lying at home, even when you get out after a late night, well, not late night. I mean, the game probably ends at like 10, 30, 11. But come home with some T-Bell or something, plop your ass on the couch, watch some, Pac- watch some Pac-12 after dark and – then pass out right then and there. T bell, some uh, ground beef, and I, I'm oh, I'm recalling uh, my uh, <laughs> like twenty uh, early twenties right now. Clearly, if you're talking about T bell, <laughs> like I don't think once you get in your thirties, you're able to eat that on a regular or even semi regular. Oh no, dude! Honestly, the last time I had T bell, I I was I got wrecked within like 10, 15 minutes. The I was I thought I was having to go buy my first bottle of Tums of my adult life. It was it was not good. No, yeah, so. Had to forego that. You know, <laughs> got some pretty cool T-Bell stories, too, though. Uh, Pac-12 after dark in a couple weeks. Ducks, Beavers, they're looking fantastic. Uh, hopefully you're ready for some NFL football because it's kicking off next. Rashad, you got an hour, too. We got plenty to talk about. Again, NFL. We got some uh, local basketball to talk about. I know oh, it's football Sunday. Oh, but we got basketball to talk about. <laughs> I, I think we have to carve out some time for that. Hour number two, football Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.